if it were today and everyone were fit, who would you like pick at ten if it weren't Sexton? Uh, Ross Byrne probably. Really? So yeah, I'd still start Sexton at ten. I'm not sure if that'll be a popular decision. I'm really? not sure. Vander was the best player in the world, I reckon, in 2018. And he's disappointed me a lot with Six Nations. <laughs> best player in the world in 2018. I'd say. Hello and welcome back to the Much Do About Rugby podcast, your weekly rugby podcast where we chat about everything rugby. Today we have Mark here from Ireland. Mark is here as part of our Rugby Around the World series and we're going to be talking to him a little bit about uh, rugby in Ireland, uh, what his experiences have been like um, and uh, what is to come from Irish rugby and some possible lines chat as well. So it should be good fun. So I guess to start off with Mark, if you could just talk us through your rugby experiences so far uh, what experience do you have in the past? And I know you want to name drop a few people, so. I'll come in later, don't worry. Um, yeah, I'm Mark. Uh, so I'm 22. I'm at uh, university with Maxon at Bath. Um, so I grew up in Belfast, started rugby when I was about seven or eight, probably, in club rugby, then um, into sort of primary school when you're about 10 or 11. That's when the good stuff starts, the contact. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I kept going through school and then sort of concluded my uh what was a brilliant rugby career in uh the end of school really (laughs) highlights from your rugby career so far (laughs) oh there's so many max and i don't know how to start um one uh we won in under 16s there's like so northern ireland the way it works um there's sort of the big rugby competitions when you're under 16s and then the sort of sixth year one as well and we won the under 16s one when I was playing, it was nice. In the whole of Ireland? Uh, it was the whole of Australia. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. So all of the rugby is um, essentially Northern Ireland based. All the competitions will be all Northern Ireland. And then you'll play matches against the Southern Ireland teams, the big sort of, you know, St. Michael's, St. Mary's, uh, Blackrock, um, mm-hmm. on a sort of ad hoc basis, really, throughout the year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, I guess we want to just let's start off with talking a little bit about schools rugby now, seeing as we're on that. So I know, I mean, in in the English system, we essentially have like schools, like bit like ten or so massive schools that essentially share all the pedigree players on scholarships, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I mean, is it similar to that in in Ireland? And what's your sort of perception of it? Yeah, I think the our school system is slightly different than the English one, um, where we don't have the same, we don't essentially have private schools. Um, so there's not, you know, the massive scholarships, there's not huge amounts of money going into, you know, buying players from New Zealand to come in um, that you might have and, you know, spending a lot of money in the school rugby, but it is still massive. Um, so the way it works is in Northern Ireland, in, in Southern Ireland, they actually do have private schools, so it would be probably more similar to yours. Um, in Northern Ireland, there's, you know, three or four really big Belfast schools, and they would be the ones who would be competing for the, um, competing for the Skills Cup, which is the sort of equivalent of I don't know what you have. What's what's your like you Nat, Nat West Cup? I think it was called. That's no idea. Um, so there'd be sort of three or four big schools who'd be competing for that. So I went to one of them. Um, <laughs> Uh, and yeah beyond that there's sort of a few rogue teams who are good but wouldn't have as much sort of um 
training and access to good coaches that would come in to the big Belfast schools, essentially, is mm. some people would move, would go to the Belfast schools to play rugby. Mm. Um, so when you start school and you're what, 11, 12, um, you, I think it's probably the same as you, where you pretty much have to play rugby. Um, mm. So in first year, under 12s, we probably had six or seven rugby teams just in my year. Um, oh, damn. And, that, and that feeds up to sort of under 16s um where you'll there'll be five or there'll still be five or six teams because you know people you have to play rugby or hockey and no one really wants to play hockey um <laughs> so yeah that'll be rugby for september till the cups all sort of happen in february march sort of time um and then after easter would be you know your cricket or your athletics oh, okay so it's two times two times of rugby then yeah um and no football. So we, we weren't allowed to play football. We didn't have a football team until maybe under 17s or something. Oh, wow. So do people New play like... Say again? Do people play like Gaelic football? Is that like a big thing as well? Uh, obviously more down south. And, yeah. you know, there's obviously in Northern Ireland, you may be aware of the sort of, um, sort of the religious side of things and the more sort of Southern Irish based... Uh, Northern Irish schools and more sort of Catholic leaning schools mm. would play Gaelic. Um, I went to a pretty uh, non-denominational school, I would say. So that the Gaelic wasn't a, a function of that. Um, but yeah, some people do, but there's not much competition with that for in Northern Ireland against rugby. It's not uh, okay. to the extent as it would be down south. Yeah. What? So down south, do they literally will they just play that or rugby? Is that essentially how it is? I am. I think so. Yeah. And uh, what's the other one? Hurling. Hurling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it before. <laughs> the, most, the most physical game you could ever imagine. Where you're encouraged <laughs> to hit people with sticks. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's pretty what's wild. The, um, what's the? What's the? Is that the? In terms of a uh, northern and southern Ireland, is there a bit? Is there quite big a like rivalry kind of between? Because obviously for the Irish rugby in general, you have like, it's all of Ireland, but I can imagine there's quite a bit of rivalry between the North and the South. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess we don't, I probably don't see that much of the rivalry. Um, but I mean, bring it back to rugby, we would, all, we would go down, you know, and play the big Irish schools two or three times a year. And yeah, things would probably get heated enough uh, Really? At, that, at that sort of stage but no I, I mean I don't think there's necessarily like, you know I think at the minute it's probably a bit better than it would have been maybe 30 years ago mm. on the on that sort of side of things then yeah. in in terms with you got obviously in Ireland there's the the four like regions like academy it, what how was the how's it work with the academy set up in terms of that yeah um so well I guess geographically speaking um if you look at so obviously there's four provinces, Ulster, Munster, Leinster, and Connacht. Um, Northern Ireland is in Ulster. So Northern Ireland is, is actually smaller geographically than Ulster. Hmm. So essentially everyone who plays schoolboy rugby in Northern Ireland will, if they're you know playing rugby, playing sort of wanting to play into professional rugby, they'll play into Ulster. Um, and I guess also it means that you know, everyone supports the same rugby team, which is quite nice. Mm, yeah. Um, so <laughs> because, because Ulster is, you know, it's just 
what the way it works. Um, so yeah, academy wise, essentially the um, there's a lot of probably interlink between some of the coaches um, at Ulster Academy level and coaches who coach at the big Belfast schools. Um, so you know, very school schools interlink with like the school system. Yeah, so there's Ulster schools and Ulster clubs. Ulster clubs is sort of the club side of club rugby and mm. would feed players into the Ulster Club Academy. But it's much, much less significant and much lower standard than the Ulster the schoolboy rugby. So the schoolboy rugby is a big thing. Um, so, yeah, I think it probably starts the same as you guys, under sort of 16 sort of level would be the first mm. um, Ulster Academy sort of entry. Mm-hmm. Um, so that comes off the back of what I was saying earlier, the under 16s sort of uh, cup thing. Um, that comes off the back of that. So the people who are really good, I think, in that would be sort of progressed in. And all the coaches, obviously, are sort of working between Ulster as well. So um, the people who the coaches believe are sort of good enough to um, move, would be good enough to play into sort of professional rugby at some stage. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just want to sort of develop them further with the higher level of coaching with more money um, would sort of push that into the Ulster schools level. Um, and that's really in the sort of summer of when you're about 16. So uh, going into fourth form, is that right? Yeah, we call yeah. it like year 11. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah. GCSEs basically, right? Yeah. Um, and then that would work with sort of in, in, they would do a couple of months of training and then play sort of inter-pros, um, bet- inter-provincial between so Munster, Leinster, and Connacht. Um, mm. For anyone who doesn't know like Irish rugby, could you just, can you explain like what the areas are like? Where what area? Like obviously Leinster's like Dublin area, Ulster's Belfast. But what about like Munster and and um, Connacht? Yeah, Munster's at the very bottom. Um, so that's your Cork sort mm. of thing. Connacht, I can't even tell you the city. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, random. sorry, I'm actually from Ireland, but. Um, it's Connet. more north than the other two, isn't it? Connets in the west, so side of things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ulster's at the very top. Somewhere over there. <laughs> Somewhere over there. I'd love to find, I'm sure there's a big city. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't for the fucking life of me think of one. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I imagine it's the same, it works the same way mm. with um, Leinster, Connet, and Munster as well, the same sort of academy system. Mm. Um, but as I say, there's you know there's quite a lot of interlinking between coaches and like the coach I had at school is not only the assistant coach to Ulster. Oh, yeah. um, and really? Was, yeah, that's a first name drop for you, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, there'd be you'd have people coming in for sort of skill sessions throughout the week who would be involved in the so in in school. You would have um, Ulster skills coaches coming in throughout the week to do passes and all that mm. good stuff. That's a lot better than what we got. Yeah. We, just, <laughs> we had Dave, who was our old, he was an old guy. He was a guy who went to our school before he came back. He was our, he was our first team head coach. <laughs> no, that's crazy. Like it's, I feel like it's much more geared towards schools from what you've said than like, I feel like yeah. in England, is a lot of it's more like club focused so like you'd rarely find someone who does who is in an academy setup who doesn't play for like a club if that makes yeah, sense it's um it's actually 
in, it's interesting because in Northern Ireland, you're essentially if you play for a big school, your school probably won't let you play for a club. Really? Yeah. So ah. like we would have an sort of all boys. Um, yeah, it's the other way around here. Where if you're if you're playing for like Harlequins or something, because we've had it where we played some schools and they they're better, and we know like they had some like really good players who have gone on, like Marcus Smith, for example. Like I think in like some sevens tournament we were in with Brighton College, and he was same age group as us, but Harlequins didn't let him play. I think it was Harlequins didn't let him play in that yeah. just because like they don't want them to get injured, yeah. so it's like the yeah. other way around for us. I think there is a conflict about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm pretending as if I was in the sevens team. Lucky, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you were there. <laughs> I think that's a good point. Um, I guess because the only club you would go to is Ulster. It probably makes that easier. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's not the same, you wouldn't have the competition. Obviously people, you know, there's sort of grassroots, smaller rugby clubs who would be, you know, obviously not the same level, not professional, not even semi-professional. Mm. There's other sort of rugby Saturday clubs, but you don't have the same, you know, you don't have, how many teams in the Prem? 12? Yeah. You don't have choices to go to, you essentially only have one. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, in England, they do, like, they split it down for, like, counties. So, like, I know Kent and Essex is Saracens, and they just recruit explicitly from those counties, but it's far less, like, structured. Like, there's not just, like, four schools. There'll literally be, like, 30. Like, all all the players will be from, like, different schools, essentially. Mm. Like, and they'll all just come together. And so it's, it's like, usually, usually from clubs that they are getting put. Yeah, I think clubs put forward players sometimes mm. as well. Well, it's normally from county. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. You yeah, put forward it. into county, then you'll play for, like, Kent or Essex or whatever, and then, like, Saracens or whoever will come into your county setup and recruit you from there, rather than direct from school. But I think direct from schools, I think that's cooler. <laughs> you literally have people coach you from the club, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably, it's probably quite a nice system. Um, but I guess, as I said, it's easier in Northern Ireland when there's less options. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The the other thing I wanted to ask about was so aside from Pro Fourteen, like, do you know what was in place before Pro Fourteen, or like, is there's like a second division of like Irish rugby? I don't know if you know about that. <laughs> if you know if there is, well, I have. Um, yeah, there's some. I mean, there's some rugby clubs. There's a um, can't for the life of me remember what it's called, but there's a few divisions of below sort of Ulster level. Mm-hmm. Um, of good quality semi-professional rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no like relegation system, is there? In the Pro 14, isn't there? No. Nothing like that. Nothing like that. Okay, cool. Not, not that I'm aware of. Apologies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a disclaimer. <laughs> what, what do you what do you make of the Pro 14 in general? What do you make of the Say Pro again? 14? What do you make of the Pro 14 in general? Because like it's a bit of like a weird league because it's like. Yeah. It's just got so many different like clubs from different countries, which you wouldn't really see in like many other sports at all. Yeah, like, especially and, and like the the fact that our, the whole of Ireland only has like four clubs compared to England, but which is like twelve in its top league. It's it's kind of mad. So yeah, what do you what do you what do you think about that? Um, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird one. Um, obviously, if you, if you look at the current through fourteen tables, there's two conferences. Mm. And the two leaders of both conferences, it goes conference A leader is Leinster, and second mm. is Mon- Ulster, and then the second conference B is Munster, and second place uh, Connaught. 
and then you've got all your Welsh and Scottish whatever teams. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to say that we should be in a better better one, but um, Ireland teams dominate it quite well. Yeah, sure. Um, and yeah, it's weird. Like, there's some teams like Benetton, and you know, some teams. Yeah, probably not great rugby playing teams yeah and have and having them consistently in the um having them consistently in the pro 14 sort of means that you know there's a big there's a bigger difference um between teams in terms of quality like if you watch a premiership game no matter who's playing you're probably gonna get a good game of rugby mm-hmm. and you're probably you'll, you you know you'll probably think okay you know so this this team's gonna win extra are probably gonna beat them but or whatever but You'll still get good game of rugby, and you'll still probably see some nice tries. Um, I think in Pro 14, there's a bigger difference between the clubs. Uh, mm-hmm. Like if Leinster yeah. played Benetton or someone, you're probably expecting them absolute walkover. Yeah, sure. I think I think the fact that the uh, that that Ireland have only the four clubs and is like, I don't, it's just like it's a lot bigger country for rugby than like Italy or whatever. You just but, get a lot. Like I think like in the last. Um, Ireland game like the whole back line was just Leinster for Ireland so it's it's, it's some of the teams are pretty much just like a national side anyway yeah. which is kind of ridiculous yeah. yeah and the whole the whole Italy team back line was probably Benetton yeah yeah kind it's of a, a shout yeah. Um, <laughs> but um yeah and I, I feel like that you know for for Irish rub, rugby obviously we'll, we'll probably talk about this later but having domestic rugby where you're not having access to really good playing against really good teams probably isn't a good way to um build a you know a national side yeah do you um, think it would be better if like if they had were in, in like a i don't know i guess you had play the all the irish teams are playing in the champions cup but if there were more i don't know ways in which they could have more fixtures against like the top european side do you think that would definitely have a impact like a positive impact yeah 100 yeah. yeah um like if you watch I know, obviously, this will sort of rule the Six Nations out as a bit of an anomaly when it comes to, when it comes to England. I'd love to, I'd love to clear it over the fact that England aren't great at the minute. Um, but, but, but having said that, you know, up until the Six Nations, if Ireland are playing England, I'm assuming England are going to win because they have much more physicality and they bring much more drive to the match. Um, and I think that probably stems from the Premiership being, you know, of a higher standard than the Pro 14. Mm. Um and the Irish team, the domestic rugby is great, but when it comes to bringing the physicality up that the, the Premiership has, um, England have all that because all the players are playing together and playing against each other and they know what to expect. Irish team, you know, as good as the domestic rugby is and as good players as they have, I think have lacked sort of the physicality when it comes into playing big games like that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I guess you could, could kind of compare like the Irish setup to like how New Zealand only have four teams as well there, but then they also have the whole might ten cup of all the like every like yeah. all the, all the what and also there. and also on that like in New Zealand is the um, Super Rugby is just more competitive. Yeah. I think. Even though the New Zealand teams dominate as the Irish do in Pro Fourteen, I do think it is more competitive. Um, Maybe they should make it like a, a competition just for the Irish teams as well, like like how they have Super Rugby Altero, but like just that'll be pretty sick. Yeah, that'll be that'll be really good. But the thing is, with like the Irish rugby, like Leinster, like um, last season and the season before last, like I remember they were favourites to win the Champions Cup, 
Like, absolutely stormy. And then they got beaten by Saris, I think, in the yeah. quarters. And we got beaten by Toulon, I think. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of just like... Yeah, Stockdale got stabbed so bad by COVID. <laughs> Actually embarrassing. Um but yeah, I mean, like, what do you think needs to change? Because I've, because I mean, they're dominating the Pro 14, right? But they basically can't win European championships. Yeah, essentially. Um, like, do you think it is just due to the physicality and nature of it? Because even the French team, similarly to English, they have lots of teams, albeit they have lots of imports as well, and so do so does the English league now. But like, what do you think needs to change in Irish rugby for them to convert to European success and not just Pro 14? Uh, money, maybe. <laughs> they got that much money in in Irish rugby. I think it play. I think it probably pays all right, but it's not. It wouldn't be the same standard as the Prem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess, yeah. and I think also, people come over. So if you look at Ulster, Ulster have had some incredible rugby players play for them. Um, mm-hmm. Like we had, we had a season where we had Peanut, Ruin Pinar, um, Charles Pietoy, John mm-hmm. Like some really who both got the Bristol, obviously. Um, some really big names, but they're sort of coming as like a either end of career or else as a platform to get into sort of UK rugby. Yeah. Um, so we've had people come in from you know um, New Zealand and the like, but never staying that long. There's a few people who will stay, but a lot of them then go into the prem. Um, so I'm not sure if that if that maybe needs to be addressed. Also, if you look at you know. No one who grew up in England is going to play in the Pro 14. They'll probably just play in the Prem. Mm-hmm. And I guess we don't, so we don't have access to English players either. Um, is maybe a problem. Yeah, I don't like it's clearly the thing is though, like Irish rugby is clearly breeding a lot of quality Irish players. That's the thing. Yeah. I feel like even though you don't have the imports, it's gonna. Like, ha- like the actual Irish players themselves are going to be way better off for it, if that makes sense. But like, yeah, I feel but- like the Prem kind of has a good balance of it, where they have like it's built on. Eng- I feel like it's built on English players, but then they just have the international imports. Albeit, I think they're maybe like crossing the line recently with too many imports um, for the quality of English rugby. But do you really think that imports will actually like quality imports will actually change? Like, well, to be fair, if you look at Ireland, I think you, you, Ed especially gets annoyed. Obviously, he's not here today. He would have been, but he he always complains about how Ireland have so many like non-Irish players in their team, <laughs> like like Billy Burns, James Lowe, CJ like, Stander, yeah, Stander, the, the other school, the other South African like second row, Underflew. yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but I don't know, I don't, I don't know if that's just because. Players like James though, who's never really probably going to get into the. All yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of Southern Hemisphere rejects. Yeah, mm. who who go to the pro football like Duhan van der Moer, He also did it, but with uh, Edinburgh, and now yeah. he's obviously in the Scotland side. And literally left to the Prem as soon as he could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Worcester, which is just ridiculous. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of I wouldn't say Southern Hemisphere rejects. You might actually say that. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of, yeah there's a lot of players you've got also like Jameson Gibson Park as well oh, who, yeah. he's playing well though he's alright yeah he's alright I think he's good so what, what, do you, what, about, what do you think about the the residency laws for, um, for yeah. 
it was three years, but it's just changed to five. Do you think that was a good thing? Is this just for Ireland or is this? I think for I think for everywhere, I think for all across the world, it was we changed it from three to five. Yeah, yeah. that's how like, that's how like James Lowe got hit because he was he was just before the cutoff for uh, the three. The three. <laughs> Although he hasn't really done much for Ireland. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't I, think he played that yeah. well for Ireland, to be honest. Man, his boot, his boot, though. He can kick so far. But yeah, what, what do you think about the, the residency laws, then? Um, I guess if it's consistent, it doesn't really make a difference. Mm. Yeah. If, if it's the same for everyone, then it's not going to change much in terms of, you know, comparing teams. Um, mm. But, yeah, I mean, it's probably it probably is a good way to, you know, encourage teams to develop their own sort of home talent. Which is obviously mm. a good thing. We want, you know, we want domestic rugby to grow, um, but it is nice to get the order. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the old James Lowe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. What do you, what do you think? Uh, I mean, we're a big. F- I'm a big fan of increasing it to five years, just because I think like this whole like DTH fandom of situation. It really pissed me off. I, we spoke about it previously, but I just find it stupid. Because yeah. he, he literally just went to Edinburgh just literally solely to get the three years. And as soon as he could, he left to the, to the Prem for more money. Yeah. Which is just outrageous, I think. But like, obviously... Well, you could do the same thing in your position though, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe I would. Like if you're getting paid another 150, 200k, obviously you're going to move. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame him for it. I just think there was like an issue in the rules and the laws of it that yeah. allowed that kind of like thing to happen. And would I think, he, wouldn't he have just stayed in, in Edinburgh for another two years and then just done the same thing anyway? If, um... But I think if, if you increase it to five years, the actual initial decision to go and do that changes. Oh, yeah. Because it's less of like, oh, I'm just, like, it's just, I imagine he, if he's thinking about leaving, I think it was South Africa, right? He's like, okay, am I going to go for three years or five years? Like, the framing of that changes quite a lot. Like, if you say five years rather than three years, you're less likely because five years is like half a decade. It's quite a lot of your career. It's pretty much half your career. Yeah. Um, um, and if you stay, if you stay at a club for five for half your career, you probably have much more loyalty to it as well. Yeah. Much, much yeah. less. Yeah, yeah, do you think? Do you think DTH van der Merwe would make the South African team based on his current form? Mm. Hard to say. Because <laughs> South Africa yeah. haven't played in like two years. <laughs> what's what's the mess? Do we in South Africa? What's happening that at the minute? Oh, that's a mess. Like they have, they're half in the Super Rugby right. and half in Pro 14, aren't they? Yeah, but the Pro 14 yeah. guys, uh, who's the cheaters, aren't playing this year because of COVID. Yeah, they and they suck as well. Yeah. <laughs> they're really bad it's like chuck more crap teams into the pro football team why don't you <laughs> like it's just ridiculous um okay well on that note i think let's move on to the irish side we've chatted a little bit about it so far but i think the first thing we wanted to ask was like, obviously a few years ago we saw ireland beat the all blacks um which was amazing yeah and then Ireland arguably like had a dip, underperformed in the World Cup, and now are sort of milling along, playing a boring brand of rugby. So, I completely disagree. I do not think it's boring at all. They classed against Italy last week. Huh? They played class against Italy last week. <laughs> exactly. Listen to what you just said. <laughs> even though, but even when they lost to um, was even when they lost in their previous two games, I still think they were um, playing really exciting rugby, way more exciting yeah. than England. 
I mean, how do you assess that whole like thing? Let, let's first start with like how beat the All Blacks in the dip before the World Cup, and that was a bit of time ago. But yeah. how do you, how did you assess that at the time? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we had, we had Joe Schmidt in um, for I think he was there for six years, twenty thirteen to nineteen, and um, we won. Six Nations in 2014, we won 2015, and then we got a Grand Slam Six Nations in 2018. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty pretty impressive six years. And we were probably after 2018, we were probably one of the best teams in the world, if not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, and then had a crap World Cup. Yeah, uh, I, I, I think I always seem to struggle with World Cups. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why. Despite despite consistently being one of the you know top teams in the world, I don't think we've ever made a yeah. Semi, yeah, semis. I think it's semis or something. I just think if that World Cup's one year earlier than Ireland, they're probably like likely to get to the final or win. I thought I thought Ireland were going to get to the final um in, in the in the twenty nineteen World Cup. Yeah, I they just happy, but I, I can't swear in this kind of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. can feel free. Uh, fucked on by um, <laughs> all blacks. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just a case of like timing really and literally just like peaking at the right time i feel like for sony world cups unless you're the all blacks when you can win at any time like it literally just the time is your form peaking at this time even for south africa like if we remember they played absolutely they were awful for a number of years and then they just peaked at the world cup and won it yeah so So did did we peak too early then did we peak yeah i'd say two years too early or one year but i guess it's hard to know it's hard to like sort of hold yourself back to not peak. Yeah. I think you do just have to have that mid like mid cycle dip, which England yeah, having, like, England are having yeah. right now, guys. So <laughs> well, England 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 peaked in the semi-final and then we lost. Yeah, no, for sure. One game to it. From there we've just been on a slow decline and now we're we're coming close to hitting rock bottom and then we're gonna make yeah. a bounce back. Now you're saying we but you're wearing an island top. So <laughs> where, where do you sit with this? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm an England fan. I'm an England fan. <laughs> As he wears a 12 to 13 year old Ireland top. <laughs> he's, got, he's got the England top underneath, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just can't see it. Um, um, I, must, then... I must say, no, though, just as a little interlude, um, watching South Africa beat England in the <laughs> World Cup final was so, so nice. <laughs> Did you? We we very much for South Africa then. Yeah, so oh, really. <laughs> but I was also for a good rugby match, which it wasn't. Yeah, it was a tragic uh, rugby match. Anyway, we won't talk about that. I think we did like a whole episode of us like talking yeah. about the Rugby World Cup final, but yeah, and it, obviously ever since the Rugby World Cup, I feel like Ireland have sort of been in like a building phase. So yeah. how have you found it so far? Yeah, I guess there's. I mean. You can talk about a lot of different areas, but I'll probably say one of the biggest impacts on the rugby at the minute is the sort of out half um, sort of conundrum mm-hmm. where Sexton's, you know, I think he's extended his contract for another year or two, but after that he'll be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of are the obviously out half, you know, as a as a former out half. Um, <laughs> I, obviously, I think it's an important position, and it probably is the most important position to have a on form fly half playing for you. Um, and once Sexton's not really been on form, he played all right against Italy, um, mm. but he hasn't been playing that well. And he's coming to the end of his career. And I guess how do we extend after that? Um, and then looking like you know you've got looking at the domestic side of things in Ulster, you've got Billy Burns, 
in um, Munster. Got Carberry's back from injury, which is good because mm. Carberry's a class 10 and I think he'll probably be stepping up. Um, Ross Byrne? You've got Ross Byrne, you've got Jack Hardy as well, Connor. Um, I think Carberry's, I think Carberry will be taking the spot. Yeah. Um, I think the fact that he's he was injured with an ankle for a year or so. I think the fact that he's just got back from injury a few weeks, maybe a month or two ago, um, is gonna probably take a lot of pressure off the coaches and they'll be a bit more relieved now than they were. Um but you've also the issue is you've also got Paddy Jackson, who um, who's probably one of the best out halves in the UK at the minute. <laughs> but, he, but he can't play for Ireland, essentially. Um what, he's- Mark, what would you do if like, because for me personally, in this situation, they should just sack Sexton off and just try and play with something new moving into, like, the next four years, really, and just actually try and build something for the next World Cup. Like, for me, any a game with Sexton playing 10 is just a bit of a waste for Ireland because, like, they're not adding they're anything new. new. Yeah. Like, so who would you, like, if it were today and everyone were fit, who would you, like, pick at 10 if it weren't Sexton? Uh, Ross Byrne, probably. Really? Why? He's all right. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, Billy Burns is all right as well. Um, but I still think Sexton is like a league above, you know, even if he's not playing well, I still think he's a better 10 than the other two. Mm. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem. Not yeah. not even in terms of, because um, both, they're both, you know, the other sort of art halves we have are all really good rugby players. But I think in terms of control, Sexton does control the game really well. Um, I think again, that's probably the most important thing a ten can do is control the game well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we're trying to bring in a new nine as well with Gibson Park. Um, what about Cooney? Because obviously you're Ulster fan. He's he's, he's class. yeah, he's been kind of like left out, even though he's been like one of yeah. the best nines in Ireland for a while now. I think um, the issue is that he's the same. Sexton likes having Murray. I think Ben Connor Murray's a good nine. Um, and they're pretty, I think Murray and Cooney are the same age. I think, oh, are they? I think they're both 31, 32. So there's not really much point in having two scrum halves like nearing the end of their careers. Um, so they like the look of them 28, 29. They're younger. I like the look of Craig Casey the other day. He's he's good. Even though he, I looked at it, he's like five foot four. Yeah, he's not, he's not big, is he? Actually, <laughs> quite sick. They had him standing beside um, who was it? He was the um, sub second row. Um, what's his name? Bird. Like Tyke Byrne. Yeah. yeah. He's like six foot seven. Yeah. <laughs> had the two of them standing together, and there was literally like a foot and a half difference. It's absolutely amazing. Because wasn't there the pitch? There was a picture of him like standing at a scrum. And they yeah, posted it online, and it and everyone thought it was edited, because like he just looks so small. <laughs> but he's like, well, he's a good player though. He's yeah. really good. I rate him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure what age he is, but yeah, it's good to see. Um. I think he's monster. It's good to see him. Yeah. Coming on as well. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think having good. The issue is then we've got sort of a few good nines, a few good tens, but none of them are playing together. You needed partnerships to grow. And no one that's like absolutely stand out, I guess. Yeah. There's no one that's like absolutely stand out. Yes. Like a few years ago, I was like, there was no doubt whatsoever you're playing Murray and Sexton. Yeah. Like, because they were like the top, they were the top, they were two of the top in the, they were like the best partnership in the world. Like, 
Yeah, oh, yeah they're insane. Exactly still, the, still, still the best hand in the world. <laughs> oh, God. I will be starting for the Lions. <laughs> well, let's, we let's move on to that then and talk a little bit about the Lions. So I think, I mean, who is your, uh, you said Sexton's your sign 10. Let's, let's start with that then. Why is he your sign 10? <laughs> I think everyone's going to be wondering. <laughs> I have a lot of fear from Sexton. Um, I think he's, who, who would you have a 10? Who do I have? Uh, I'd probably have Farrell at 10. Sexton's better. <laughs> why why it's on your tiktok <laughs> um, why is he better than farrell yeah. I, just think, I just think he reads the game better i think farrell's a good uh, maybe a more skillful rugby player but i still think sexton controls the game better than farrell mm. and, he, and he's probably better kicking out of like um open play kicking mm. which ireland obviously do quite a lot of these days <laughs> um, so yeah I'd still start Sexton at 10 we're not sure if that will be a popular decision I'm really? not sure um, I'd rather have so many people than him I, really? I'd rather have Ford I'd rather have Russell I'd rather have Farrell like I think if they're going for exci- excitement it's got to be Russell at 10 that's that I think that's what everyone yeah. wants just for the flair yeah. you think they'll have him on the bench then yeah, probably. I, I mean, so. look, ultimately, rugby's a spectator sport, right? So yeah. let's give the fans what they want to see, which is exciting rugby with Russell. Rubber kicking through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Scoring outrageous tries. Who are your other picks then? Well, we'll say, can I say, Sexton for the first 50 minutes and then Finn Russell for the final 30. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> um, who are my other picks from Ireland? Yeah. From Ireland, I think Henshaw and Ringroos have had a really, really good, despite Ireland not being incredible, the Six Nations, as an understatement, um, I think Henshaw and Ringroos have consistently played really well. So I'd like to see at least one of them playing, um, mm. possibly both. Because, I mean, England don't have much in the centre these days, do they? No. Carol, Henry yeah. Slade. We have a big centre problem, I feel, without Tuolangi. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, Ringroos or Slade? Ring Rose. Really? Is it, yeah, Ring Rose, only, Ring Rose is only 24 or so. Yeah, I think it's Slade for me. Like, it's, different, it's players, different players, I think. But mm. even so, and then and any other Irish players? Uh, hopefully, Jim's Ryan. James Ryan, yeah, classic. He's class. And, uh, yeah, for sure. And who, do, who is the. Um, that has been disappointing, this um, Six Nations. Stander? What? <laughs> Stander was the best player in the world, I reckon, in 2018. And he's disappointed me a lot, the Six Nations. Best player in the world in 2018. I'd say he was, yeah. He's the best <laughs> what do you think of Caelan Doris? Except for Sexton. He was, sorry, Sexton was the best. DJ <laughs> Stander is the best forward. <laughs> what do you think of Caelan Doris? Really good. Yeah, he's class. Well, I think he's yeah, Will, Will Connors is good as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't have a lot of good forwards, to be fair. Like, yeah. have, like the their locks and then back row. It's actually quite yeah, class. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think what we'll finish on is so, Mark, who is your Lions captain? Can I say Sexton? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, it gets, it gets worse. I wouldn't say Sexton. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I, I up until we up until last week, I would have said maybe a two G. 
But then he gave away like six pens last week, didn't he? Which isn't yeah. a very captaincy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Sexton. <laughs> oh, God. He's staying with it. It does just get worse and worse. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, I think that's all we've got time for today. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Mark. It's been really great chatting to you about uh, Irish rugby. I actually think you probably got less of a bias to Irish opinion than Malachy. So, um, like, <laughs> what thanks, do you mean? thanks for that impartial, a bit more of a balanced opinion. You're right, um, <laughs> but thanks for having you. Uh, thanks for having. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, it's been it's been really great having you on. Um, and if you've enjoyed this episode of Much to About Rugby, be sure to like and subscribe um on youtube and uh follow on apple Podcasts or spotify that's where you're you are listening um it was great to have you on mark uh, and we will see you all in the next one bye Rugby.